How healthy are your other relationships? Mm-hmm. Because they are certainly impacting your, your, your marriage relationship and your, your family relationship, your relationship with your kids. Um, so common denominator number one is No, no, no. Turn, turn, turn this off. Turn this off, producer Chris. We need like a little like Christmas it. music early. You go to Costco, no, you got decorations. No. The lights are up. When will Santa this... Claus is getting ready. You're, you are pushing every one of my buttons. I feel like I need to go back and listen to last week's episode. Because Rupture I need to. Yes, I feel incredibly ruptured right now. Hey, all the music has just started uh, because it's Thanksgiving time. Exactly. It just started that's, Christmas. No, that's my we're point. Starting. Okay. Do you know what, though? Pull that there music may down, be someone, Chris. Kurt, that my... is listening to this episode during the Christmas season. And this will be <laughs> I... very appropriate for well, them one for, day. Well, for, that, for those people, that's fine. I'm telling you, man, you push my button. Here's my button. I love it. When, I, when does this? Ep- when will this episode air? I, it, it's like now. What well, you, I, <laughs> you know what I mean. We always record like Thanksgiving. Two, we're often one or two weeks. Thanksgiving early. time. Okay. You know, Thank you. Around. Okay. So there's my point. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. I. I, this is supposed to be a unifying I, song. I borderline <laughs> despise Christmas music. Oh. Gosh. Before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! It's, it's yeah. actually yeah. Thanksgiving gets overlooked. I think we'll we, release I think this no song. Just October. There's no love for Thanksgiving. <laughs> there's no hardly any decorations. There's no, there's no Thanksgiving music. Uh, that's no, true. Like, no, like, what is Thanksgiving? There's no music? turkey lights on anybody's house. <laughs> you can't even dress up like pilgrims anymore at school. You know because there's problems uh, with our history of our country. I get all that, yeah. but I mean Thanksgiving. It gets like, overlooked, right? Yeah. Well, here, here's your here's your I'm new not, intro here. song right here. Then let's go with this. Does this have the word Thanksgiving this, in it? No. Right here. Okay. okay. There's your Thanksgiving. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. You know, it's so ironic that this this series is on harmony yeah, yeah. and minimizing conflict. Peace. And don't let your kids push your buttons. And I went from like super calm. You went to zero to like thirty-five for some reason. The Christmas song just Producer Chris didn't, can push your buttons. It, it didn't settle with me quite. <laughs> with right. his buttons. You know oh, what'll help? Me. Just look at no, Grace. I, look I, at Grace uh, for a second. <laughs> right there. There she is. There she is. Okay. Well Alrighty. Every now and then our audience gets a window into our <laughs> dysfunction. Maybe we're highly functional. This okay. Because All we right. can be honest with each other. There you go. Real, right? We're highly functional. We can rupture and we can repair Very our relationships. Yes. 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 So going back to last <laughs> week's episode, mm-hmm. um, here's here's I would like to identify what happened. Chris played Christmas music <laughs> before Thanksgiving. I'm gonna own How did you he, feel? He, he, well, here's what the the part that we need to own is Chris needs to own. That he is playing Christmas music too early. I will own that there is something in me that's a little bit broken. And I, I I don't, for some reason I overreact. I will own that overreaction working towards a more perfect future. Yes. What will you do? Well, Chris will start by not, (laughs) 
Chris will start by not playing. Everyone, everyone this is not the script we talked about last week. <laughs> this is, I'm getting it wrong. I like how Curtis like, no, well, I'm, Chris I'm, feels this. You're going with Chris the action. Chris will do this. You're, I love it. You're thinking about the action here, the yeah. action of playing the music. It, yeah. It's really what's in my heart. Oh. My heart is, I'm really trying to mess with you. <laughs> And that's what I need to apologize for. The truth for. uncovered. I'm so sorry for, for poking you. you. Okay. You know what? I do think we're functional. Functional in, in our a, in a, blatant honesty, yes. in a dysfunctional way. Okay. Well, everybody, there you go. We're if, done with if, the episode. If, if, for, the one, for the one person that's still listening, we're going to move on. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, we've been sort of on this little trajectory. Mm-hmm. So week one, episode one was... Um, Reducing, reducing our drama the in drama. the house. Yeah. Week two was what do you do when drama got big? Mm-hmm. How do you repair mm-hmm. when there's been a rupture? And week three is going to be like, well, how do you maybe build on the repair? How mm-hmm. do you maintain mm-hmm. harmony? How do you maintain maybe a, a great word might be unity? Mm-hmm. Right. How do you build I, I, up like, unity. How do you build up unity in your family on an ongoing basis? Yes. And so we're just going to spend a few minutes. We've each got a few thoughts on on that. And I'll, I'll just kind of jump right sure. in. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is a verse in Ecclesiastes that says, it, it says a lot of stuff, but that it ends by saying, a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And when you think of a triple braids, the idea there is there's there could be three independent braids mm-hmm. and on your own, you're more vulnerable, mm-hmm. but a triple braided, when you braid those three cords together, you're stronger. Mm-hmm. There's more unity. And I think just kind of as a, as a starting point in the conversation, I think a good place to start is this idea of saying, Hey, a family isn't three, four, five, six, whatever it is, individuals. Mm-hmm. It is, mm-hmm. it is three or four, five, six individuals. But what if what if we said, hey, instead of just worrying about ourselves, kind of tackling the world on our own, we're going to be the Johnstons who are a family of four and we're intertwined. Mm, we're, we're, a we're, great picture. we're not four chords. We're a chord of four, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. unions are not four chords. They're a chord of four mm-hmm. that together we're unified and we can, we can, we can make it through anything. And so maybe just there's a, there's that word picture, you know, scripture speaks to everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of a triple braided cord being unified is not easily broken. I think it's just kind of a, uh, an interesting way to look at our families. Yeah. Um, some, some real quick thoughts on how do we build and maintain unity in our families. Um, I, I think there are lots of ways and there's no silver bullet. There's no prescription. But what I have noticed over the years um, in 34 years of ministry, most of which have been around families, mm. um, I do see some common denominators. And there's probably more than three, but I'm going to just jump into three common denominators that seem to be in place in the vast majority of what I would maybe, maybe we would say unified, mm. mm-hmm. like unified families that are kind of on the journey together does not mean there's no drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't mean there's no need for repair when things rupture. It just means, you know, these families, if you were to kind of weigh out, put them on the scale, they would they would be heavy on the unified side. Like healthy. They would be healthy. Processing, yeah. yeah. And, and um, common denominator num- number one would just be that they are led by parents 
who are in a variety of healthy relationships or they're healthy mm. in a variety of relationships. Mm. So parents who have a healthy marriage, mm. their relationship mm-hmm. with their spouse is healthy. It's more likely their relationships with the kids and the kids' relationships with each other is has a better chance of being healthy. When when parents have healthy friendships, healthy work relationships, healthy connections, individual mm-hmm. friendships, and then couple friendships, it just when parents are healthy in their multitude of relationships, mm-hmm. there just seems to be a better chance of healthy family relationships. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage parents, you know, kind of measure how healthy are your other relationships mm-hmm. because they are certainly impacting your, your, your marriage relationship and your, your family relationship, your relationship with your kids. Um, so common denominator number one is healthy unified families are mm. usually led, usually led by parents who have healthy unified relationships, relationships. in other places. Mm. Another common denom- denominator is what I just wrote down is what I would call time well spent time well spent. There's this argument or not argument, but there's this debate argument of, Hey, as parents, is it when it comes to spending time with our kids, should it be quality time or quantity time, mm. quality or quantity? Mm-hmm. Like, is it better to, for the traveling, the traveling businessman who can't be at every football game, every soccer game, he's not even at every family dinner, but man, when he is around, he leans in. Mm. So he doesn't have quantity time, but he has quality time mm-hmm. and that's better. Or then there's the other side. Well, no, it's better to be at every football game and every soccer mm-hmm. game. And you might not even have a conversation, but you're always there. And you know, you're, you're just always present and you might not ever have real quality, deep time, mm-hmm. but just, you're always pr- just quantity, quantity, mm-hmm. quantity. And that's better. And I, you know, I, I would say, oh, I think it's both, right? right? Either one can work in because sometimes you don't have a choice. Right, right. Right? I mean, if you, if you happen to be co-parenting and you're in a divorce situation, right. you don't have, you do not even have the option, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. of, of quantity, quantity time. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you better have quality time, right? Um, so there's, there's extenuating circumstances. But I would say in a, in a family where mom and dad are married, and you're kind of doing life together, it's time well spent, period. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're together, make the most of it. Mm-hmm. The Bible says to make the most of every opportunity for doing good. And one of the good things we do as parents is the time we have with our kids. Right. And so just look for opportunities, know their love language, mm-hmm. know what they love to do in their free time, invite yourself, or not, not invite yourself, but step into their world, mm-hmm instead of always kind of expecting them to live in, mm. in your world, mm-hmm. right? So I know dads who will say, well, yeah, you know, I, I spend quality time with my son. I'm teaching him how to fish. He hates it, but I'm, te- <laughs> but I'm, but I'm teaching him how to fish because every man should know how to fish. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's yeah. an upside to that. I would say, well, what does your son love to do? Mm-hmm. Well, my son loves to go to the skate park. You know what? Then, then don't, don't take him fishing. Right. Go to the skate park. So just have time well spent. And there's a gazillion ways to approach that, but that is a common denominator Mm -hmm. I've noticed is families that seem to be unified, harmonious. They're just kind of getting it right. Mm -hmm. I think it's parents who have healthy relationships beyond Mm -hmm. just their family in every aspect. And it's time well spent with your kids. Being intentional about it, right? right? Nothing good happens by accident. And then a third common denominator, and this is going to be kind of, 
unique to, to where I, where we live, the world in which we live. But I would unequivocally say in my observation, it's Jesus focused parents Mm. that mom and dad who have a personal relationship with Jesus, they're modeling that their faith in Jesus is genuine Mm. by genuine. I mean, it's both, it, it, it's obviously meaningful to mom and dad. Mm. They take it seriously genuine in that when they get it wrong, right? It, it's not this like superficial life is always perfect. I have mm, to, I have to mm-hmm, behave a mm-hmm. certain way for the church folk, but it's to just approve it, of me. Yep, yeah. it's, it's an authentic faith mm. with all the highs and lows, the goods and bads. When kids are raised by parents who have a, a Jesus focused life, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're perfect. Right. Doesn't mean they're perfect. It just means they're saying, Hey, Jesus is who I'm pursuing. I recognize my need for a relationship with Jesus and Jesus helps me navigate this crazy journey that I'm on. When, when a child sees a parent pursuing Jesus, a, a mom and a dad pursuing Jesus together. Now I'm not getting into things like, Oh, they, they catch you praying and all the things yeah, they, they catch right. you reading the Bible. I think all that stuff's awesome. Right. Right. But I don't want to get overly prescriptive in what that has to look like mm-hmm. or should look like because it looks different for every single family. Right. And that's the beauty of our faith and our journey with Jesus is everybody's journey with Jesus looks a little bit different. Mm. Um, some children are being raised by parents who have walked with Jesus for a long time. Mm. And they were raised by parents who loved Jesus. Right. You know, my, my, my grandkids have parents who love Jesus they have both sets of grandparents who love Jesus and they have one set of great grandparents alive who love Jesus. Mm. Right. So they, they've got this rich history of seeing that right. other kids are being raised by parents who maybe are brand new to the faith. They're just new. They're new to church and Jesus and figuring it out. That's okay. Right. We're all in different places of the journey, but just helping our kids see what it looks like to follow Jesus. Um, the idea of practicing what we preach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they, they won't remember what we preach. They'll, they'll remember what we practice. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is practicing always preaches louder mm-hmm. than the preaching. You can preach as loud as you want, but them seeing it practiced and lived out and how we go about life and how we relate to each other as spouses, mm-hmm. all of that stuff really, really does contribute to a, um, a harmonious home because, Really, at the end of the day, the best way, I think I'm safe in saying this. Um, well, I know I'm safe in saying this. I hope I'm safe in the audience hearing it. The, the best way to have harmony in your home is to be a Jesus-centered home. Mm. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's the best way um, because that, that gives us a true north. Mm-hmm. Scripture does give us directives and right and wrong. And scripture does give us wisdom Mm -hmm. in how we should see the world and how we should treat each other and how we should respond and how we should, the stuff we talked about Mm -hmm. last week, right? Forgiving Mm -hmm. and then being willing to do the hard work. Scripture would, would say yes to all of that. Scripture would say yes to all of that. And when you don't have Jesus as your true North, then everything else is kind of up for grabs Mm. and you're always kind of going, the Bible talks about being tossed to and fro with the wind, Mm. right? Um, and we don't want that, yeah. that when we're tossed to and fro and as parents, if we don't have a true North, then it, it, it breeds a little bit of instability mm. in our, in our, in our kids. Yeah. So those are my three That's thoughts, great. three common denominators 
in how to kind of build unity in your family. Yeah, and one thing that you said, I mean, many things, but the one that I'll just comment on now that I, I really appreciated is when you were talking about having it <clears throat> be Jesus-centered does not mean that it's perfect because some of our listeners who may not be Jesus followers, I think it's very easy to hear Jesus-centered and equate that with good behavior right? because that could be what's expressed um, maybe more in the public is being a Jesus follower means following the rules, always smiling, being right. forgiving, like all of these things that are not bad. Right. But what you were saying is, and what we talked about last week is that actually does not contribute to a harmonious home. It may contribute to a surfacely harmonious looking home right. that underneath has all these unresolved and right issues and relationships that are not authentic. Yes. I think we would both say on record very, very easily. We know a lot of really unhealthy Christian homes. Yeah. Right. Right. So just because Jesus is the center doesn't guarantee that we're following Jesus properly. Right. We yeah. can't, we can't follow him properly. We're, we're messed up, broken. Yeah. So, you know, Jesus is always the answer, our ability to follow him mm -hmm. well <laughs> and yeah. live it out in healthy, honest ways is, is a journey. Is a journey. And, and yeah. I think that though is the definition of a Jesus centered home is that we, if we get it right or attempt to, it's actually not about being perfect. It's having more freedom to be weak mm -hmm. because our worth is not dependent on being that perfect parent. Yeah, yeah, we actually good. have the freedom to say, wow, yeah. I'm kind of a screwed up person right. and I kind of keep messing up, but having that security and that love from Jesus allows me as a parent to acknowledge that yeah. and recognize that and do that hard yeah. work of repair, in which case builds a more harmonious home, right, a more right. real home. So that was really great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my few... Uh, thoughts on some things parents can do to build up that unity is um, just three thoughts. One is prioritizing fun. And this mm. is something that we talked about in a previous episode. I think we had an episode that was all about boosting the fun. Yeah. So I encourage listeners, if this is something, you know, if this is one nugget that you're interested in to go back and listen to that episode, um, one of the things or some of the things that we talked about why fun helps build up unity is it's more than just fun. Mm -hmm. It's more than just something like a little bit like superficial, right. like happy things. It's actually a really important part of development and relationships. There are studies that say, what are the things people have looked at? What are the things that build that relationship between parent and child? And they call it all these interactions that you have on a more horizontal level. Right. So it's not just the, I'm telling you what to do authoritarian, right. you know, in an authority way, figure way. It's all the interactions that we have that is horizontal. When we play together, when we share together, when we um, take turns or when we brainstorm together, those interactions yep. can really build up a relationship and harmony. Right. So one of the things that fun, you know, fun does is it really builds up your kid's self-esteem. When you, when someone wants to play with you, even as an adult, if someone's like, Hey, Kurt, I want to, I want to like hang out with you, right. you know, you feel special. Right. It's like, Oh, I'm valuable. Yep. So there is there something there having fun builds your family identity. 
when you're having fun, somehow like traditions, that's where things are birthed and that can help, you know, contribute to your family unity. And then we also talked about in that episode, how it has really powerful health benefits. There's a lot of studies that talk about how having fun together actually changes your body chemistry. You know, there's a lot of science behind that, um, that makes you healthier and on an emotional and physical level that just helps your family dynamic and unity. So I would encourage as you are a parent, you might be very busy. You have a lot of things to do. You're scheduling the activities. You're writing down your to-do list, all the work that needs to get done to not um, underestimate or under uh, or ignore scheduling in mm-hmm. fun yep. is part of yep. that schedule. Yeah. Um, another tip, my second tip is to share work within the family. Mm. And so I think one of the best ways to build up family unity is to create environments where you have to work as a team. And one way you could do this is to create like family chores that you share. And that can look very differently in every family and how you do it. But just creating a system where uh, everyone has a role and um, a part to play can create opportunity where you have to practice teamwork. So for our family, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, a lot of our chores center around the dinner, the dinner table. So I might be the one preparing it. Then Sam is the one, um, you know, kind of helping clean the, everything back to the kitchen. Karis loads the dishwasher, Zoe wipes down the table and vacuums underneath. And so we all have our roles, but it allows like teamwork to happen, which is sometimes someone is having a rough day and, Sometimes we step in and say, you know what, today I'll load the dishwasher for you, Karis, or Zoe, you, you know, you take a break. Or sometimes I'm like, guys, I, I have to, I like, I have so much to do. So somebody else is going to take my part. Yeah. And all of that just gives like doing chores doesn't have to be this regimented thing that causes conflict because you're not doing it right. It actually (laughs) allows your family to figure out and practice teamwork, which is sometimes you cover for each other. Right. Sometimes you know, sometimes it's an accountability thing like, hey, right. you didn't do this. But that's a really great way. Something you might think about. Is it an opportunity in your family, depending on how old your kids are, what stage they are, to um, institute some chores that mm-hmm. can give you practice to, that are, that to are build shared, That are shared. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Family, family chores. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe maybe there's other things that's not around chores, but some right. project right. where everyone has a role. Give yes. people a role. Give even yeah. like the youngest kid a role where you're like, eh. It's actually easier if we don't give them a role because they will right. not do it as well as I can. But give right. them a role, like right. give them a, a, a place on the team. And then last thing I think that helps build up unity is to f- do good as a family. Mm. Finding ways to do good for others together as a family is something I found bumps up the unity so much. So in, instead That's of really good, instead That's of powerful. just being so inward focused, when you collectively as a mm. family team work together to make the world a Mm -hmm. little bit better. Whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, it binds you together stronger. Um, One of the things that, uh, and I've mentioned this before too, our family tries to do every now and then are random acts of kindness. And um, the girls just love it. So most recently we tried to, we did this when, um, uh, there is something good happens to us. One of the things we'll want to say is, well, we want to celebrate together as a family, something good, but also 
not just be inward, but then give, give back. So during those times we might be reminded, okay, well let's also, let's go out to dinner to celebrate, but also do an act of kindness. What could that act of kindness be? So that's something, um, our family recently discussed and we were brainstorming at dinner and the kids came up with, you know, let's go get gift cards and then hand them out to strangers. So then we like had a debate about how many gift cards to get, what price, you know, because the kids just want to be like a lot. Like, let's get 20. Right. And we're like, well, let's not <laughs> do yeah. 20. But then they have their allowance. So they're like, well, we'll contribute this. So we have some time where, again, like as a family, you're brainstorming something together. Now you're doing activity together where everyone is contributing their thoughts. That can help build up sense of team, sense of unity. We ended up getting four gift cards and then going to the dollar store and there were exactly four people in that store. Mm. Like, so, and it was, it was, so it was not crowded. So we went down the aisles and every single person, um, the kids went up and, you know, just said, we're doing random act of kindness. We wanted to give you this. And I mean, we just, there's such wonderful memories because yeah. everyone reacts differently. Right. And, right. Um, and afterwards we can like talk about it and build each other up and, yep. Um, one of, we were eating ice cream actually outside the dollar store and one of the the people that, that had, we had given the gift card to drove by and it was like a while back, but I guess they were just driving by and they were like, thanks again. And we're like, oh, hi there. And they said, you know, we're going to pay this forward too. Right. And so it was just a great experience together as a family to practice looking yes. outside of ourselves. Yes and doing good together. And yeah. I wouldn't underestimate just how that can boost right. the, um, just the connection that you have with each other while you're looking outside of yourselves. Yeah. That's so good. You know, as, as we wrap up, I was, as you were talking, Grace, you were just giving these really cool, specific examples. And I was my mind, and you, you said the word earlier, either this episode or previous episode, intentionality, intentionality. Mm -hmm. And we, we use that word a lot. Nothing good happens by accident. Um, our goal as parents to raise interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. That doesn't just happen. Right. Like you got to be intentional. You have to set the stage for that. And it doesn't guarantee it, but yeah. you set the stage for it. Same when it comes to having a unified family, a mm -hmm. harmonious family. Um, there's, there's all kinds of ways that that kind of goes wrong and there's all kinds of ways that goes right. Mm -hmm. And the, the goal, and I hope, um, as our, as we wrap this, this series up parents, I just hope that you hear us saying, just give it some thought. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, it's messy, That's man, right. man, families are messy and they're painful and we get it wrong and we, we rupture and we repair and we, we do all the things but let's not just give into that. Let's mm. be let's be intentional and say, but man, there's there's a way for us to set the stage for a healthy, unified, harmonious family. Mm -hmm. That again, at the end of the day, and I, I can say this for my family, I, I think I can probably say it for yours. My, the Johnson family, we didn't raise our kids in a perfect household. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had we had our fair share of, of of dysfunction and all the things, right? I th I'm pretty confident if, if both of my adult children came in and there was a scale, they said, I said okay, you know, <laughs> oh, like, no. like where, you know, to, to, to the left is wacky, <laughs> unhealth, disharmony <laughs> to the right is healthy, harmonious, unified. They would both put it well to the right, mm -hmm. well to the right. Did we dip way over to the, other? Yeah, we, oh yeah, we dipped there. We probably lived there for seasons. Right. But as a whole, mm -hmm. 
but you won't be there. You won't just luck into that. Mm-hmm. You won't just sl- if, if left to its own devices on, on their own families will probably lean towards the unhealth disharmonious side. Mm-hmm. So, so moms and dads listening, you know, you can implement some of the, some of our thoughts do or don't. That's yeah. not, that's not the right. point. Yeah. Really. Our point is think about it. Mm, that's good. Like, like yeah. be intentional, maybe make a list. What are some things in our setting? What are some things yeah. we could do that we think would help set the stage for uh, a, our harmonious united family yeah. that we can come back to. And when, when the wheels get loose, we kind of go, well, hold a second, but at least we know what we're aiming for. Yeah. Let's, let's just kind of re let's get recalibrated right. and get back on track and I think if you do that, the odds are greatly, as they say in the old Hunger Games, the odds are ever in your favor <laughs> that that you you will mm-hmm. the scale will be tilted at the end of your child raising years. The scales will have been heavy, yeah. heavier on the harmonious side. So, good. hey, share this with a friend. If you haven't seen the other episodes, you can do that right here. You can watch our last episode. You can subscribe by hitting this button right here. Our subscriptions are growing. This little yeah. rinky dink podcast. Over 13,000 now. 13,000 subscribers. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is bad. I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing good. about it. I know. I don't know either. 13,000 of anything sounds okay. <laughs> yeah. 13, I'll take 13,000. Yeah. Hot tamales? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> anyway, thanks All for right. listening. We'll see you next time around. Bye, everybody.